only 10 games left in the regular season at the time of this recording. We're almost there. Thank we're God. Al- yeah, we're almost there. Thank goodness. What's because up? Oh. I, I'm done. Sorry, I cut you off. You did, but you did. I am so done with this season that I just want the playoffs to start. So please continue with our wonderful intro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Talking Buds podcast. Huge cheers to our new subscribers. A lot of chirps. A lot of chirps in the comments of last week's episode. More than we usually get. We had some guy call us Valley Girls. Um, I had to Google that, by what the is way. That, what does that even... Like, I don't know what that means. Like, you and I have been criticized a lot about for how we speak. And it's been the opposite. It's like we're too bro dude man hockey guy on this podcast. So... It was interesting. If anything, I took it as a compliment because it means that we're getting out of this sort of um, pigeonhole that we've put ourselves in, but whatever. And we had another guy say that we're super negative. We had another guy say that we're mean to short hockey players. It's like, I'm 5'7", guys. Like, I am... Well, we're mean to short hockey players because every player on the Leafs is short. Yes. And like like I said, I'm not, I'm not dissing short, guys. I'm 5'7". I'm, I'm, sh- I'm 5'10". I'm not exactly uh, a tall guy myself. I'm the shortest guy in the room half the time. So, But you do need a mix of size on your hockey team if you want to have success. Yeah. So, anyways, good or bad, we love the comments. We appreciate them. Keep them coming. Rip us if you want to. It helps with the engagement anyway, so bring it on. Thank you very much for that. So you were saying that like you're done with the regular season. I had this moment last week watching them play at 8.30 at night on a Thursday in Dallas where I was like, and granted, that was a special game. Matthews breaks the record, all that kind of stuff. But still, I had this moment where I was like, we just we just get to the playoffs now. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess you want the regular season to continue for a couple reasons. Not you want it to, but you want to see where Matthews ends up in the goal total. You want to see how many points he ends up with, how many points Marner ends up with. You need some time for guys to get healthier. Um, You need to see more from your defense pairing. So there is some things to figure out before the playoffs starts. But as a fan... I mean, I can also like where they're going to finish in the division, what's going to happen there. But as a fan, it's just people texting me every day or every time they play saying this is the year or what's going to happen. It's like now it's just with the seasons played out. I just want to get there. I want to see what happens. So I'm getting impatient, especially with the Raptors about to kick off their playoff series against yeah. the Sixers. Well, usually the, the playoffs, like when the Jays start, the playoffs are on. Yeah. Like, that, like That's what happens. But when I saw, like when it came out yesterday that like the Raptors are playing the Sixers and it's probably going to start this weekend, I was mm-hmm. like, nah. I'm going to sit through like 10 more Leaf games. 10 games. Let's One just, against the Buffalo Sabres. Let's just hope Matthew. Oh, that's an L. Yeah. It is. <laughs> that's one in the L column right there. It's sure. the Sabres. <laughs> it sure is. I'm surprised they even got over the Habs. Um... Okay, so let's first things first. Obviously, the number one conversation topic in Leaf Nation is Austin Matthews. Um, he is probably going to get sixty goals. Probably, yeah. It's 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 happening. Um, knock on wood. I like I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Like, I don't know what else there is to be said about the guy. Like, he is. He is the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. 
I I was listening to Real Kipper and Born on my way home, and they had the biggest beauty and on radio on Jimmy Ralph, mm. who's hilarious. I love the guy. He was talking about how it's the way he's scoring now. It's the different ways he's scoring. He rips his his uh, record breaking goal on a one timer. How many how many one timers has Matthews put in the net in his career? Out of all the goals he scored, not many. And then he's following pucks to the net for rebounds. He's doing all these different things. That 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 coast to coast OT winner yeah, going in Dallas. Coast to coast. It's always been kind of bringing in toe drag top shelf. Mm. Like that's his like MO. But now it's just a multitude of different ways. Like he's just completely unconscious right now. Like I it was I was almost like smiling smiling to myself in a lame little way. When he just scored two goals in the first period of that game. It's and, like, what's going on right yeah, now? Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. Like well, it's, if you check... So this was the main point I wanted to make today. If you go back to like seasons one and two... This is season four of the Talking Buds podcast. If you go back to seasons one and two, you and I say quite often that there's another gear there. There's another level he can get to. I'm waiting for him to take over a game. I'm waiting for him to just decide when he goes out there, okay, I'm taking this game over. To, to be in a heart trophy conversation. And this year he has he has officially reached that level this year. He is officially there. He is the most dominant player in hockey. Yeah. At this point, he is the clear-cut favorite to win the heart trophy. He is he's he's officially reached that level that we all knew he could get to, and it's it's amazing. It's like being a Leaf fan. We've suffered through a lot of shit for years and years and years, and I always try and remind myself, like whatever happens in two years when his contract expires, whether he stays or there he goes, don't take this for granted. Like, don't take having a superstar of this caliber for granted, and how enjoyable it is to watch night in and night out. It, it is really, really special. And it doesn't, there are generations of Toronto Maple Leaf hockey fans who never saw a player come anywhere close to this guy's caliber. Maybe Gilmore in, in 93. Yeah, but that, that's a spurt. Like, yeah. that's what I find most amazing is the story franchise, the franchise that generates the most polarizing reaction out of all the whole league have all this history and all these fans who've stuck loyal with them forever. And like, you look at the history of of the players, great players, phenomenal, but like not generational game changing hockey players. No, like it, like it's amazing how they haven't had like a Wayne Gretzky or a whatever through those years. And it's just like now seeing Matthews doing what he's doing. It's I, I, I'm not taking it for granted, but thinking about him not being in a Leaf uniform makes me want to go upstairs and pull trigger and throw up. It's devastating. That's basically what I want to do. It's devastating. Sickening. So well, let's not, let's gonna, not yeah, think about yeah, that. We don't, think, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to worry that, about that's that. That's sickening. I don't want to talk about that. So 10 games left. What are we looking for in these 10 games as we head into the playoffs? As this, as we currently sit in the standings, they're four points up on Tampa for second in the division. Florida's gone. Florida's got 108 points. Nobody's catching them, right? Boston is one point behind Tampa. So it's going to be Tampa or Boston. What, what are we... What do we want to see as we head into the playoffs? What habits 
For me, it begins and ends with Jack Campbell. Oh, yeah. Begins and ends in net, period. Yeah, like, he he's looked okay. And now I heard he's not even 100%. Like, yeah. he still doesn't feel 100%. Yeah, he's he's looked okay since he's come back, but he hasn't looked... <sighs> There's a chance that Eric Schalgren is in the net for game one of the playoffs. Is that the worst thing? Like, can I, like, just be, like... No one is is under the illusion here that Eric Schalgren is going to go unconscious and lead them to a Stanley Cup. No one is under that illusion. However, it's like when Schalgren is in the net, it's like the rest of the team is aware of the circumstance and they play better defensively when Eric Schalgren is in the net. At least that's what I see when I watch. It's just say say like the Leafs from right now, obviously it could change. Say they have home ice going into game one. So they have their first two games at home, a lot of pressure. Eric Schalgren goes to TD Garden Arena and the heat gets turned up a little bit. Like, that's the challenge. It, I'd make that same argument for Jack Campbell. It's not about how, but he, at least he had experience. Like, I think the heat in the Bell Center is on par with the heat at TD Garden, even though it's more leaf reaction. You're not giving a lot of credit to Amelie Arena right now. Is that even still what it's called? What, what Tampa? Is, okay, okay. I'm more worried about 88 in Tampa. I don't yeah. care about the fans. I just care about 88. Somebody, and the net. L- listen. You referenced real Kipper and Born earlier. Um, I want to. I want to just recount a point that Justin Born made. Which real Kipper and Born? Shout out to them. Yeah. Best Leaf show in the yeah. city, like for sure. Um, think they talk like Valley girls. I don't. Apparently, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'll try to figure out what that but someone also chirped my Miller Light choice too. They were like, <laughs> "Drinking Miller Light is weird." It's like, guys, I just go into the beer store and I see what's the best price. Hey, yeah, hey, cheapest beer on the market right here. That's well, what I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. A, you know what? I'm 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 getting a little up there in age. I got to stick with the low calorie light beer option. So it's like, I just go in there and see which one's the best price you know and what? I pick it up. I stole a couple of Miller Lights the other day. They were delicious. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're good. good. Um, Underrated. Anyways. Justin Bourne made a great point about Vasilevsky where he said, you know, the year that the Lightning got swept by Blue Jackets, Vasilevsky was a loser. He couldn't get over the hump. He couldn't win on the play couldn't win the playoffs. Then look what he did the following two years. Yeah. So that's how quick a narrative can shift. Well, what, I I don't know this off by hand, but what, what was that? His first season in the I net. Don't, I don't know, but still though, his first or but, second season in the net. The point like, is well made in that, like that is how fast a narrative can shift. If here's my question to you about goalies in the playoffs: If you, how much leash are you going to give Jack Campbell? If Jack Campbell gets shelled for five or six in one playoff game, are you rolling with him or are you? Gonna gonna go with Eric Schalgren. I would. Gi- I'm giving Jack Campbell a leash this big in the playoffs, and I will go to Eric Schalgren because I think in these scenarios, his um, inexperience or naivete, if that word even makes sense here, might actually be a blessing in disguise. Because Campbell, what do we know about Campbell? He's a head case. Yeah. So if he goes in there and he gets shelled for five or six, can he recover from that? I. It's I, the most, it's the most important question. Like, I don't, there's, to me, there's, there's two huge, huge factors going into the first round of the playoffs. I don't care who they play. I don't care if it's Tampa and Boston. First one is goaltending. Second one is secondary scoring. Because you're looking at the way Matthews and Marner are playing right now. 
they're going to get the Phil Deneau treatment that they got last year. The, mm-hmm. uh, the other team's best checking for, if, if it's Boston, it's Patrice Bergeron, who's going to be following Matthews all over the ice. Mm-hmm. So this is where we need Pierre Engvall to score a big goal, Ilya Mikheyev to score a big goal, um, David Kampf, Kasha, if he's back and healthy, Nylander, Tavar, like the the secondary scoring and offensive support is going to be a must if they're going to have success. See, but that's where I feel good with them, though. Like, I feel good about those guys. Like, those guys have turned themselves into really effective hockey players. Extremely fast, play with amazing pace, great opportunities for themselves. They don't have the same type of finish that Matthews has or Nylander or Marner or whatever. But those guys at least get, what, two or three? How many chances did Ely McKay have great for himself a game oh, some team or is, even Engvall now. some team is going to give Ilya Mikheyev a nice contract yeah like I, I actually to be on a positive note I, I think that's what I'm feeling best about and obviously we've talked about this in the past they need to chip in with a big goal obviously you look at every single team everyone always goes on and on and on and on about Barclay Goodrow and all those guys for Tampa who filled out that third line who helped them win a cup so it's very, and you look at the third line that played against the Leafs last year in the playoffs in Montreal with Corey Perry on it. They were extremely effective. Yep. So they need to score big goals. But for me personally, I actually feel really good about that part of their game because they're extremely quick and they're and they're good hockey players. Mm-hmm. And I do think that they have the ability to score a big goal. So that's one part of their game that I actually am feeling confident in going into the playoffs. To be honest with you, it's just. Like we could talk about if if Jack Campbell's a short leash. To me, it begins and ends with what's going on in the net. Yeah, because we might have not have liked Freddie Anderson, but at least he was playing. So like, the answer to my question is: You want to see Jack Campbell sort of round into form here? I don't really care. I want to see anybody yeah. round into form. Call call uh, David Ayers back. Let him round into form. I don't care. Carter Hutton was out Any, skating around. Anybody? I don't care who it is. Anybody round into form. Obviously, a rookie goalie going into the playoffs is not a situation you want, but who knows? Look at Jordan Binnington. Yeah. Won a Stanley Cup. Even Matt Murray did the same thing. Yeah. Like it's, Penguins, it's yeah. you know, like it can happen. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't care what happens. I think you have to give Campbell the ball if he's 100% because I actually thought he had a pretty good playoff last year. He had good numbers. And obviously, game seven didn't work out. But what, what game seven does work out for any goalie in this city? But I, I just. I don't know. Like they need one guy to take it and run with it. And and if you're going into the playoffs, I don't care how well you're playing. If your number one question is your goaltending, you should be worried. Yes, you should be worried. And I have been someone who has advocated all year that regardless of what happens this season, I don't think Kyle Dubas should be fired. But if it is goaltending that ultimately ends up costing them. That is criticism that he absolutely deserves. Like, and that is, he'll have to answer for that. And it's, can you imagine if they go in and they, and we finally get the playoff performance we're looking for from Matthews and Marner, and we get great secondary performances from everybody else. And it's just Jack Campbell can't make a save. But I I don't want to be negative here, but isn't that just something that would happen? Well, that's what that's like, why what that's why just, Buddy in the comments was calling us negative. It's like, yeah, no, that's like what what have we watched our whole life? Like you're right. Like you bringing that up, that's exactly what could happen, and that's exactly what would happen to this team. Yes. Now I'm now I'm extra worried because yeah. that was just you just you just foreshadowed. You just I, told the future. I. You just took the Delorean 
10 games later and took 1. a look 21 and 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. I I don't know. I honestly don't know what to expect. I I'm sitting here and like I'm trying to like I really really hope for their sake that Matthews and Marner keep the momentum going as a, I think they will. I don't think I I think I'm with you. I think that they are on another level this yes. year. And it's not because I I I don't want to get sound like I'm super like optimistic or whatever, but like you have to be like not watching the games at all to realize that these guys are not on another level this year. Like, they are completely on another level, both of them, in multiple different ways. They look more mature, they look like they're entering their prime, and they are arguably the most dominant duo in the NHL, and they are going to get shut down some games, but I just think, shift by shift, the way they're playing right now and the way they've grown into their games, that it's going to be hard to to keep them quiet for seven games, because we know it's going seven games. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it's the Leafs. Well, they, I mean, they... It's... They clinched the playoff spot. The Eastern Conference is wild. I was looking at the numbers before we jumped on here, and it's like you look at the Atlantic Division. It's like you've got your your four playoff teams, and then it's just like the Bruins have ninety five points, and then behind them is the Red Wings who have sixty six. The, the playoffs have been locked in yeah. for like three months, and then you go and then you go into the uh, Metropolitan Division. It's the exact same thing. It's yeah. Fourth place are the Capitals with 90 points, and then 15 points behind them is the New York Islanders. Yeah, I think the Florida Panthers should be a little worried. You you, you draw the Capitals in round one. I don't care what kind of year they had. Dude, the, the Florida Panthers will either draw the Washington Capitals or the Boston Bruins in the first round. There is no well, easy... Unless the Bruins and Lightning flip-flop. Like, yeah, no, they're not... Like, if you look at this right now, I mean, the Penguins are four points up on the Capitals. Do we think the Capitals could catch them? It's only like, I mean, maybe it's so yeah, they're, they're, it's so a possibility. I don't think they're going to catch, uh, the Rangers. So if you're in Florida, you're looking at either Tampa, Boston, Pittsburgh, or Washington as a first round opponent. Yeah, it's pretty. And that that's to your point of how wrapped up this East has been for so long. It was because all those teams are good hockey teams yeah. that are capable of winning a playoff series. Yeah, exactly. And have in the past like, other than the Leafs and the Rangers, I and, guess. Yeah, and like none of like the East is kind of murderers row. Like none of these teams are like, I don't scoff as any of the uh, scoff at it, any of these teams. It, Whereas it, like you look in the East and you see teams like, the Edmonton Oilers, and you're like, well, they're they're not doing. Well, they're playing the L.A. Kings yeah. in the first round. They arguably have the easiest walk in the whole playoffs. Yeah. Like it's honestly, if the Leafs were playing the Capitals in the first round, like I would be very worried. Yeah, even though their goaltending has been a problem this year, but like I would be worried. I, anybody, like I think the team I'd feel most com- most comfortable them playing is actually the Carolina Hurricanes for whatever reason, just because the way I've seen them play against them, but. No team is getting an easy walk. It's looking that first like round, it's looking like it is probably going to be Tampa, and then it's the ultimate. Like, you think not only. Well, I don't know, man. I, well, I but don't no, know. but dude, the Leafs are. I think it is going to be Tampa because the Leafs are four points up as of this recording. The Leafs are four points up on the Lightning, so like the Lightning could catch them, and then they flip flop home ice. But it's like. Yeah, I think it's going to be them in Tampa. I think them in Tampa are going to be the 2-3 matchup. Whoever gets home ice, I think, remains to be seen. But, like, I... So, it's like, not only do you need to get the monkey off your back of winning a first round, you have to slay the the dragon of the two-time defending cup champions. The only thing about Tampa 
that makes me feel here's like okay a lot of people myself included and you as well mm-hmm. make a huge deal about like the Leafs toughness and getting pushed around of these Eastern Conference playoff teams who scares you the most from a physical perspective the Washington Capitals okay so the Washington Capitals who are on the other side and the Leafs won't yeah, play them I would so, say the Washington Capitals are the scariest physical team the Leafs it's like, play I don't see a scenario where Tampa runs the Leafs off the ice physically. But I think Tampa can play a better Leaf style game than the Leafs can. Than the Leafs can at times. So and someone, they who's, have sitting, the someone who's sitting watching this right now and look, well, what about last week? I don't care about that. Yeah. It, I just think the, the Tampa has enough talent to beat the Leafs at their own game and they have a better goalie. I want to play the Boston Bruins oh. because when I see the Leafs play the Bruins, you know what I see? I don't see Tuka Rask in net. Thank God. Yeah. I see a guy I've never heard of before. He might be have a good year. I don't care. I've never heard of him. He is, hasn't proven anything, hasn't won a Stanley Cup, and I know he's old now and he's not very good, but I don't see Zidane Chara back there either. No. And he was always that X factor because yes. he's the scariest guy in the league. He's huge. He'll pummel your face in. And he was when he did play against them, he was still good enough to shut down that top line. And without that protection, like who do, who do they have that scares you? Other than Marshan running around being an idiot, like and like Marshan, Taylor not really, Hall's yeah. gonna scare you. Yeah. Charlie McAvoy, like their their scariness protection with like Lucic, even though he's been gone a while, but Chara, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. It's, you you have to deal with the idiot pissing you off. And then DeBrusque is kind of a big boy, and a couple of them throw hits. But I I would love the Leafs to play the Boston Bruins. I'm going to be completely honest. There you go. You heard it here I, first. I, I just think that they would match up very well against them because I think they're all aging. I think Patrice Bergeron is not the same player. Marchand's Marchand. I, when I watch them, they are just not the same blueprint Boston Bruins as I've seen in the past. You heard it there first, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Ryan I, would I, like I, to see I'm the praying, Boston Bruins in the first round. I, I get it. The the history, that arena, the the bad whatever luck they've had against them. But I, I just think that the Bruins aren't the Bruins anymore. So that's that's my that's what I'm wishing for. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Cheers to that. Cheers to that indeed. All right. I think um I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Um yeah, I mean we just we're just we're carrying on till this is over. We are licking the envelope yes. until the playoffs start. <laughs> what an analogy. We're licking the envelope, oh putting God. it in the mail, and mailing it in. We until, sure are oh yeah until oh, the yeah. playoffs oh, start. Yeah. And then we'll be back with the post post game pints and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um Looking forward to that. Um, so anyone who's watching this should stay tuned. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you should go and do that right now at Talking Buds Podcast. We have a very special announcement coming later this week on our Instagram. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you guys enjoy us and enjoy the show and tune in every week, I think you're going to be pretty stoked about it. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And uh, we'll be talking about it next week. And um, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. We, we're not going to give it away right now, but I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. And I know you are, too. So head over to our Instagram once again at Talking Buds podcast. And that's where we'll be announcing it later in the week. So thanks, everybody, for checking us out. If you like what you saw today, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really.
appreciate it. As always, if you're listening to the audio version, hit that follow button, leave a five-star review. Every little bit helps. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.